So this took place in the winter of 2019. For reference, I'm a 19-year-old male who's 5'11 and 170 pounds. My friend, who I'll call Frank for privacy reasons, and I decided to go up to Ohio to visit some mutual friends and some family members. We currently live in Florida, so it would be a 15-hour drive. So we get about midway through the drive, and we needed to stop at a rest stop to stretch out our legs and go get some snacks. This was around 10.30 at night. Frank decided to use the bathroom while I scrolled through Instagram on my phone. I looked up, and I noticed this was by far the emptiest rest stop I've ever seen besides one semi-truck and a van. Fast forward 10 minutes, and Frank is still in the bathroom. So I shoot him a text saying, Man, did you fall in? Hurry up! Well, right after I sent that text, a random woman just walks up to me and asks if I've seen someone named Abel. I being startled that she literally appeared out of nowhere, then replied back, No ma'am, I'm just waiting for my friend. What she said next made my blood run cold, nearly making me drop my phone. Well, she told me that Abel was her son who ran away from home, and he had a nasty habit of attacking people at this rest stop, believing it was his kingdom or some bullshit like that. Anyway, the part that scared me the most was that right after she said this, I had heard a scream coming from the bathroom. I sprinted the fastest I've ever in my life towards it, screaming Frank's name, and when I opened the door, I saw the tallest yet most disgusting man I've met pointing a knife at Frank. I yelled at the man if he doesn't let Frank go, I'm going to be calling the police. He then turned to me and yelled, Don't you know who I am? I own this rest stop, and y'all are ruining it! You're going to pay! The tall man charged towards me with the knife and then swatted at me, but just barely missing, giving me a chance to tackle him, and then Frank helped get the knife away. The mom actually called the police for us, and they took forever while Frank and I held him down. Once the police arrived, however, they looked annoyed. As it turns out, Abel has been arrested several times threatening and yelling at people who use this rest stop. He even did some time in a psychiatric ward. I don't know how he got out, but even to this day, if that lady had never came up to me, I really don't even know what would have happened to Frank. Thank God it didn't get worse than what it already was. So this happened a few years ago. I was around 10 years old and I had been traveling to Georgia to visit my grandfather. After a long while of driving, my family and I had decided to stop in some crappy town in Alabama. Since we had the opportunity, my mother decided to change my baby brother's diaper in said parking lot. We didn't think much of it, and we didn't see anyone nearby. Big mistake. After about a minute or so, my mother grabs my baby brother mid-change and rushes him to the other side of the car in a panic. While this happens, I notice my stepdad reach for his gun and holds it tightly. I decided to peek out of the window to figure out what the hell the commotion was. Right at that moment, I noticed an SUV with tinted black windows circling the lot we were in. We waited for a few minutes, and then the man kept circling the building, with my stepdad still holding on to his weapon. 
I'm not really sure if the driver of that car sent something with my stepdad or his gun or what, but all of a sudden, it just stopped circling and left the lot. But still, I can't help but wonder what could have happened. Always stay safe out there, guys, and make sure to carry a weapon whenever you visit shady areas. For the sake of the story, I'm going to call myself Brad. The story happened on Christmas 2022. For some info, I'm a 25-year-old man and I live in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, but I have a very huge extended family, and many of my family members live in Miami, Florida. So just like I do every Christmas, I decided to take a trip to Miami, Florida to visit my family that lives there. I stayed at my three cousins' house who I'm going to refer to as Jack, Jason, and Adrian. They live in a big house in Boca Raton. We did the usual stuff. We spent time with our aunts and uncles and generally had a good time as expected. We also have lots of food and fun. But me and my two cousins are extremely close to each other and we spend the majority of our time alone together. But we're also very adventurous. We have one thing in common. We love anything that has to do with horror. We love to watch real-life non-paranormal horror videos and listen to horror stories on YouTube. And we also really love to go out for drives in the middle of the night and do random night road trips. But one night on December 27th, we took things a bit too far. On that night, me and my cousins decided to go out at 2.30 in the morning, but Adrian had an idea and said, Hey bro, Instead of taking the car, we should go out on foot. I responded, Dude, really? Are you crazy? Unfortunately, Jack and Jason agreed with Adrian and said, Come on, man, don't be a pussy. Let's just go out on foot. I gave in to the peer pressure and I went along with them. We went for a long walk. We walked for maybe about 50 minutes for an hour, possibly even more. It was very quiet and quite creepy. But my other cousins who thought they were tough didn't seem scared at all, so I tried to suck it up as much as possible. After about an hour of walking, we got bored of walking on a long stretch of empty road, so we decided to walk into a poorly lit neighborhood. I thought that was a stupid idea, and I told my cousins, I don't think it's a good idea to walk into this shady area. Adrian, being the tough guy, then said, Come on, bro, man up! Everything will be fine. There's nobody out here. Quit crying, little cousin. It's fine. We walked into the Portland Lynn neighborhood, and we saw a bench and decided to sit there. We kind of just sat there and just talked about life in general, as well as our childhoods and whatnot. After about 30 minutes of sitting there, right in the distance we heard gunshots. They sounded like automatic weapons, and we saw an SUV just in the distance. Adrian then responded with, Dude, what the fuck? Bros, we should probably get out of here. I said, but it was too late. The SUV was a black light model Dodge Durango 392 sped down the road right to us. We tried to run, but one man got out of the passenger seat and then pointed a pistol at us, yelling, If any of you try to run, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. Give me your fucking wallets now, bitch. We were all very frozen with fear, but I quickly took out my wallet and I gave the maniac the only $50 that I had. 
The maniac also took money out of my other cousins, but the maniac then yelled, Get in the fucking truck now, all of you! My cousins and I just looked at each other. We didn't say anything, but at that moment, we both knew we were gonna die. But by pure luck, the driver then said, Bro, we're not gonna kidnap anybody tonight. Just get in the truck and let's get the fuck out of here. They just sped away into the darkness, and just like that, it was all over. We were still very shaken by this horror. We then decided to run out of the neighborhood. We ran for a good while until we were pretty far away from the shady area. Then we walked back home. We didn't even bother calling the police because the Durango didn't even have a license plate, so there really wasn't much they could have even done. We also didn't tell anyone in our family about this because they would have felt bad for us, and they probably would have gave a shit for being stupid enough to go out on foot at 2am. Now we do still go out at night, but we make sure to always go out by car. My cousins realize that they're not as tough as they thought, and that we're much more vulnerable when we're on foot. This is my advice to anybody listening to this story. Even though you might be a big, tough, muscular guy, you will never win against a maniac with a gun. Please be careful out there. I'm a female, and I went to America for the very first time with my boyfriend. We were on a road trip from LA to San Francisco. Before we went there, we had booked an Airbnb for the night. The Airbnb was a caravan in someone's side yard. We agreed to just go grab some food and go back to the caravan and have an evening with some board games. It was around 8pm that my boyfriend and I were going to shower. The shower stayed cold so we had texted the owner. The owner wasn't home so he just tried to help us through the phone. The water still didn't get warm but it was fine for that night because of the heat outside. We then showered and played some board games. At about 9.30. I can't remember the exact time, but we had heard someone walking around the caravan. It was weird because we had texted with the owner about the water, and we thought he was home and that he was coming to fix the warm water. The person stopped in front of our door and didn't move. I called out to him. Um, hello? I know. Probably not smart, but we really thought it was the owner. The person then tried the door handle so my boyfriend opened the door. There was a man at the door who then said, Hi, how are you doing? To which we responded with, Yeah, we're good, but the water's cold here. The person appeared to be Hispanic, and his eyes looked really weird. I can't even explain it. But the worst part is that he had a tattoo from a teardrop under his eye. People always say that tattoo is bad news, and that it's for the number of people who were killed. I don't know if that's true or not, but it gave us the creeps. Before the man could answer, we then heard the owner screaming, Get the hell off my property! I'm calling the cops! To which the man just jumped and ran off. The owner called the cops and they were literally there in about five minutes. The owner apologized to us and he told us that the man had been in his house when he came home, that the owner had sent him away and went upstairs to put his kid into bed. That's when he then heard the gate being opened, and he had the feeling it wasn't us, so that's when he went to go check it out. The cops went looking for him, and they actually found him at the other side of the little village. 
I was so happy they got him. Just to be sure, we had packed up our stuff already just in case he came back and maybe brought one of his friends or something the next time. We really live in a crazy world. The story happened in June of 2022, and I still think about it often. I'm so glad my boyfriend is a big guy and that he opened the door. I really don't want to think about what he would have done if it was me who opened the door, and if my boyfriend wasn't even there. I'm really happy nothing bad came from it, and that the owner was paying good attention to his property. I'm an 18-year-old male. This happened to me in the middle of July, while I was on a day trip with my family to a small coastal town called Montauk, located at the tip of Long Island. I was sitting in a cafe alone while my mom, dad, and sister were exploring the different boutiques around town, which I wanted no part of. I was scrolling through my phone at one of the tables in the center of the cafe when a man walked into the store that I could see through my peripheral vision. Pale, freckles, red tank top, sunglasses, and baseball cap. Mid to late 30s. Normally, I wouldn't have paid any mind to the man, but I could feel his eyes staring at me. When I glanced up, we locked eyes. I tried to brush it off as him thinking I was attractive, and I just went back to scrolling through Instagram. But that feeling of being watched still lingered, and it set me on edge. The man had a brief encounter with the person behind the counter, but none of it I could make out from where I was sitting. Then he sat down, where he would continue to stare me down for long, uncomfortable periods of time. I was officially creeped out and in an effort to get myself out of this creepy man's view, I crossed the cafe towards one of the bathrooms, and out of the corner of my eye, I could see his head slowly turn to follow me. I locked myself in, giving myself five minutes to cool down before I got out, assuming that he did what a normal person would have done, lost interest and left. But as I opened the door to leave that bathroom, I saw him standing right there in front of the door staring at me, literally waiting for me. I felt a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach as I quickly turned away and sat at my table, texting my parents and asking, Where are you guys? While the man then entered the bathroom, I just left. Meanwhile, the bathroom right next door was totally empty, the door wide open for him to go if he needed to. This is when I knew he was targeting me. It felt like I was his prey. When the man left the bathroom, he stared me down where I sat before exiting, but it didn't stop there. The walls of this cafe were large glass panes, allowing me to see the strange man outside prowling the exits, watching me through the glass and waiting for me to walk out. I don't know what he wanted, but I stayed put right inside the cafe, and after about 10 minutes, he finally walked off. Within the next few minutes, I found myself with my dad outside the cafe. I wanted to tell him about what I had just experienced, but he was already pissed off about an argument with my mom, and I didn't want to make anything worse. While he complained to me about his situation, I found myself frozen in fear, a dry lump in my throat. I was staring over his shoulder, and across the street I saw that same man staring at me from the opposite sidewalk, totally unmoving. Finally, we start walking, and we then regroup with my mom and sister making our way through the town towards our car. It had been parked two or three blocks down, and while my mom and dad continued to go at it, 
The entire time, he's following me, right behind us. I kept glancing over my shoulder, just praying he was gone. But every time, he was still there, his eyes trained on me and me only. Finally, we make it to a corner, and on the other side of the crosswalk is where we're parked. As we cross, a bus drives by and separates the man from behind us from being able to follow us across. My family and I then get into the car. Everybody but me oblivious as to what has been going on. And as we pull away from the curb and begin driving off, I stare out the window, then locking eyes with the man as he stands on the corner, completely still. And then we're gone. I don't know what he wanted, but if things had been just a little bit different, my life really could have taken a very dark turn. My mom and I were driving back from visiting my middle sister over a long weekend. We really like to see her whenever we can during the months of the year when there aren't feet of snow on the ground, since it's the Midwest and she's about a day's drive or so away. Anyway, my mom has a rule of her own that she's passed down to my sisters and me, which is if we're traveling by ourselves or if there's not a male traveling with us to only use the populated gas station rest stops rather than the randomly placed ones on the interstates. Another thing to note is my mom drinks a lot of Diet Coke while traveling, and this trip was no different in its abundance of bathroom breaks. We were about an hour away from our destination to get home when my mother said she had to use the restroom. Unfortunately, we had already passed the nearest gas station rest stop, which was an hour in the opposite direction of where we wanted to end up. So, my mom told me that she was going to break her own rule as we both needed access to a restroom. There was a secluded rest stop where we were at at the time, so my mom pulled off the interstate and parked in the parking lot. Of course, I said secluded, so my mom was apprehensive but also didn't want to piss her pants. She pulled up parked and she told me to wait in the car and lock the door while she ran in, mostly because the car would have been without anyone watching but also because she didn't want to take me in there if something sketchy actually happened. I obliged and I locked the car doors as she went into the rest stop. Now, I want to remark that when we first got to the rest stop and I said secluded, there was only one other vehicle there, with no one in it. There were streetlights though, so it wasn't horribly dark, but it was still weird. Anyway, so I'm waiting for my mom to come out of the bathroom and about 10 to 15 minutes go by before I'm starting to get kind of worried. Now, usually she's in and out and we were back on the road in less than about 10 minutes, and I still had to go too, so I was slightly annoyed. And about a minute or two later, she walks out of the door to the rest stop, and she looks to be speed walking to the car. I'm about to unlock the door and get out, but she's vigorously motioning me to not get out and to keep the door locked. I didn't really understand what she was motioning for, as she was solely using her hands and nothing else. So I waited until she got into the car and buckled up to then ask, What's wrong, Mom? She looked at me, then back to the door to the rest stop, then back to me, then said, You're not going in there. We're leaving. Now. Really confused. I looked over at the entrance and I saw that there was a gray-haired, very rough-looking older dude that had the audacity to follow my mom right out of the rest stop, and he had then stood directly in front of where our car was parked at, just staring at us. He knew we saw him, 
because he had cocked his head to the side with a sickening smile growing on his grimy face, then revealing nasty, rotten, and decaying teeth. It was disgusting. The fucking creep then slams his hands on the front of the car and starts leaning forward. Thankfully, my mother hadn't taken the keys out of the ignition, and the car was still running. She then booked it into reverse, and then when she backed up the car far enough to safely drive off, she then sped out of the parking lot. I guess he'd been standing inside the rest stop, asking my mom questions and continually flirting with her while requesting a ride somewhere. He apparently jumped at her when she said no. As far as I know, from that location to home, the man didn't follow us. I also didn't have to go to the bathroom until we got home. Be safe, everyone. Creeps are everywhere, always in disguise. Don't ever break the rules you make out of gut instinct, because if you do, you may not ever recover. Hey everyone, that's about it for today's stories. If you have your own story that you would like to send, you can send it in at southerncannibal.com or you can email it at southerncannibalstories at gmail.com. I look forward to telling your story. Have a good night or good day, everyone. And remember, to always, stay.